Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. God, what are you doing in my house? You have a ladle and a set of keys hanging from your Audi belly button. What are you doing in my house? Now that there is Audi 8000. What, what are you doing in my house? Hi, buddy. What? This? There's nothing funny I'm, about sh- this. I was nerd burglaring. What? Nerd burglaring. Why would there be nerds at my house? Where do you keep the nerds? I oh, mean the nerd candies? No, the nerds. Oh, I don't stash the nerds anywhere. In you, don't, you don't have any nerds in here? I have the nerd candies. Mm, well, let's chew on those for a bit while we find <laughs> these nerds I'm trying to burgle. <laughs> Were you nerd burgling? How are you? Yeah. They, do you do this often? You just yeah. Go through this house and you just... know, I cat burgled for a while, but where do you put all the fucking cats? Anyway, the nerds will do your homework for you. They'll do the whole thing. So I've been burgling. You steal nerds and they make you seem smarter, don't they? 
They do. That's why you're always able to correct all the... Like, I am always able to Yeah, correct. see, you're always able to correct me if I say something <laughs> not exactly perfectly. Uh, because you have nerds to, you know... I've always had that ear. quality. You've always had that. Always. Uh, I'm going to take you out of my elbow book if you keep this up. God, I want to be in that elbow book. Yeah, well, you better stop it then. Okay, so let's sit down. Let's sit down. Why are there no tea table books? Mm, Go ahead. Good question. Look, I'm going to finish my Elbows of the World book, Mm -hmm. and then maybe I'll start a tea table book. Tea table books are just all, like, there would be a coffee. It would be one on coffee. Yeah. You know, like, it's for your tea table. Yeah. How come there are no lunch table books? I would love a lunch table book about coffees of the world. (laughs) (laughs) About coffee table books. Yeah. Coffee table books of the world. That's what I put on my lunch table book. It's good to see you. I mean, I was a little startled at first. I mean, uh, you know, you you think there's an uh, imposter in your house, or imposter, a burglar in your house. Oh, yeah. And it's a little scary at first. That would freak me out. It is scary. And so how did you get in, by the way? Well, you know, I, I'm working with this friend of mine on coffee table books that are about coffee tables, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know, he... He also picks locks, I guess, for a living. Mm-hmm. And so we did a little bit in trade. I know how to make paper, actually, papyrus. It's an ancient Egyptian form of paper making. Papyrus. Papyrus. Yeah. And so he taught me how to pick the lock. So I picked the lock in your front of your house. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, while you're here, I mean, I don't know if you're interested, but maybe we should. Do a podcast? You want to do an episode? Do you think it's going to wake your wife up? I just—I know she doesn't mm. talk at night. She doesn't talk at so night. So what difference does it make? She won't know how to really. She and won't know she how to interrupt. She won't interrupt us, other yeah. than to say like. Ah. Well, she's kicked me. You know, remember when I left? I, I kind of overstayed my welcome and asked for a fifth cup of coffee. And well, I, me. that wasn't the last straw. It was you, you drew a bath and then did your laundry inside of it. I did it. It seemed, did that a seemed a little inappropriate. Well, you know, when I, I bought shower. about 150 yeah. rose petals, what the fuck was I supposed yeah. to do with them cash? I, I, you said you were christening yourself. I, it was a strange thing for all of us. Yeah, it was a weird yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that to themselves, you know, where they. Yeah, I you know I like to christen myself and get some wash done. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. kind of two birds with one feather, those, as it keep were. Those medium johns, yeah, crispy yeah. clean. Yeah, well, you know how I like to usually start the show uh, with the uh, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna oh my gosh! I think you know. I think that are you trying to say that you don't want to do the music? I don't. I kind of feel like it's worth doing the music since. I always have a DJ in my living room just in case we need the music. Triple banger lightning round. DJ living room. (laughs) Triple banger lightning round. Question one. What's the longest pause you can reasonably take between saying, that's not what your mom said, and last night? Three days. Three days? (laughs) Still makes sense after three days. <laughs> On Tuesday, I said, "That's not what your mom said." And around Friday, I said, "Last night." Yeah, but can you, you do can't it? say anything in between? Okay, you can, it can you can bridge a couple of days, but you got to be silent outside of those two things. Mm-hmm. When can you is, do it at a drive-through window, like when you're saying goodbye 
So I'm going to drive through it and then you drive back around again a day later. <laughs> and then you just go, that's night. And then you keep driving. I like doing that in one fell swoop. You go back and you go, you go uh, here, and here, it's 566. Here's your food and here's your change. And you go, that's not what your mom said. The drive right around and go, you drive all the way around the restaurant, come back to the front of the drive window and go. Last night, also, we didn't get any ketchup packets, yeah. and there's not enough napkins. Do you think there should be more drive-through humor? I feel like there's a real market for that. I feel like I want to do a, a podcast. A real market for that. A real market for that. Where I do a podcast where I crack jokes at drive-through windows and see if I get a, get a laugh out of those guys. Because you do have some good time-release jokes if you just go around in circles. You say, where have I seen you before? How many, how many times did you go around... <laughs> Before they would start to think it was a little fishy. I'd say the third time. I'd say the second time. <laughs> the second time somebody comes around and goes, you look familiar. Yeah. They've already said that once the first time. You're like, what? Haven't I seen you someplace? I like this one. I go, hey, you're a lot better looking than the guy that was on the fucking phone. And he's like, I was the one taking your order. And I go, all right. His face looked like a fucking bunch of pictures of food. <laughs> it's Nick Vatterot's got that joke. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it. I wish it was yours. I wish he was on the show with me. I, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> it's true. I'm joking. I love having people break into my house and do a podcast with <laughs> Yeah, me. I was going to say, that would I'm mean you wish you had broken in. <laughs> Triple banger. Lightning, Lightning round. round uh, question two. two. Best place for whale watching, uh, Alaska or SeaWorld? Well, whale washing. Now that is whale watching. Come on, I did not say it that that long. I didn't say it that long. Not that long ago. Uh, I should say every word in the podcast wrong, and then if I say something right, you'll repeat that. Maybe I'm going to just start doing it that way. We're maybe, not that far off. Yeah, it's about fifty fifty right now. Uh, the problem is you you. You give me all these mood-altering substances. By the time we do the podcast, I'm I'm usually out of my element. Wake me up in the middle of the night, or I'm, I've had a sparkler in my stomach that needs to be extracted. Yeah, I, I always things happening to me that are distracting. I think your mind works so quickly that sometimes you're you can't catch up with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like your mind I, works faster than your mouth. I think now I'm I'm being mocked so vigorously. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I think that's why I mess up words shy. so much. I mess up words sometimes. I mean, you know, I, my mind is like, get to do the fast way, you know? I think, I think you're right. I think our, especially in this show, which, I mean, a lot of people think that the entire show is scripted, every word. And I try to memorize the Sick script. Of that. I try to memorize the script before we come in here. The entire script, um, because we've done well, probably eighty hour, eighty full hours together. Um, God, I miss you, man. Yeah, I miss I miss talking to you. And but I I'm, I memorize the script as best I can. But then sometimes I improvise off the script a little, and that's when I really get into trouble. This kitchen yeah. is beautiful in your oh, home. Thank you, thank you now, so much. Was the dog throw up there before I got here? <laughs> no, or did I bring that. Yeah, that, that actually came with it. Because I brought They're some. I got fit. some in the truck. No, we, the dog throw up is all part of the mystique of the, uh, of the I've room. I've never and walked into a, another person's house and seen dog vomit and gone, I love the mystique yeah, of this Yeah, it's room. all part of the mystique. <laughs> um, there is a certain mystique to this Some place. people come for the smell, but I like the way it looks. 
Because uh, once it dries out, it's fine. I they have a little why, spotlight on it. I don't know see. why people yeah. are mixing up the word mystique with mesquite more. I mm. think that would lead to hilarious consequences. Mm. Yeah. I mean, some of these barbecues that you think are so mysterious are just mesquite. <laughs> <laughs> They're mysterious. <laughs> You didn't answer my question. Well, what is it again? I, I, I expect you to listen to these triple banger lightning round questions. Alaska, uh, better place for whale watching, Alaska or SeaWorld? I mean, I think Alaska, because if you don't, if you don't see a whale at SeaWorld, then you're going you're to see a lot of weird-looking asshole humans. Mm-hmm. But if you don't see a whale in Alaska, you still get to see Alaska. But there's more risk at SeaWorld now. Why? Well, sometimes some sometimes the whales attack people. Like there's so there's a little risk. This feels unfounded. Yeah, no, it's does true. Feel, Ryan, does it feel that way to you? You may see something. You may see something. It's almost like NASCAR SeaWorld now. I mean like you, you may see something. Okay, let me Someone back might you up get there just, by a whale. For, just for a, a second. Bit like NASCAR. SeaWorld, it's like NASCAR now. <laughs> it's nothing like NASCAR. That's a little more like NASCAR than we had hoped. Sometimes, sometimes How much did we hope it was gonna be like we NASCAR? We hoped it wasn't gonna be like NASCAR at all. What we were hoping it wasn't gonna be at all like NASCAR. It turns out once in a while, a whale will just get angry and just like beat up on a person in a black like swimsuit or some type of uh, you know Jump. rubberized jumper. <laughs> That's what I call wetsuits. Rubberized. I, I had a really hard time. I had a hard time remembering that word. Imagine being in a rubber wetsuit. A rubberized a rubber jumper. jumper. That's what I like to. Call hey, honey, throw on the rubber jumper. Hey, we're gonna do some jump. wet work. Put the rub jump on me. I'm going to jump in with a killer whale. Hey, we're going to urinate on each other. Put on the rubber jump. Put on the rub jump. I'm going to jump in with a KW. Otherwise known as a killer whale. Get the K-dub for the rub jumper. Let's do the dang thing. Uh, no, when the K-dub's in uh, attack mode, you got to stay out of the pool. And it's just stay in the kitchen where it's warm and hot. Have you ever been to Alaska? Uh, yes, I have. It's beautiful. I've done it. Alaska's so beautiful. You just want to jump into a rubber and jump in. Makes like that there's some something bigger than ourselves in the world. Oh yeah, mountains like whales. Yeah, there's whales and there's mountains. There's a ton of giraffes are bigger than us. It's it's not just that. It's just it really is. Some tables are bigger than us. Alaska people have pockets that are bigger than us. Some people, some people have closets bigger than humans. That people can actually walk inside. Can you imagine that? Yeah. It's <laughs> what crazy. is the use of that? Who has so many clothes they've got to be in a room surrounded by them? If your closet is so small, <laughs> you close your door. Co- all you can do is put three Tic Tacs in it. It's not a closet. It's a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a small one. Because three Tic Tacs ain't a lot. Tic Tacs are a lot, by the way. They don't do anything for your breath. If you can Nothing. close a door... I'd rather and have a nerd surrounded in my mouth than by a clothing. <laughs> yeah. You're in a closet. You might be in a closet. And it's a, it, your closet's too big. Or a war, yeah, yeah. Or a wardrobe, what is it? Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe? Mm hmm. The wardrobe, is that, is that, <laughs> that's it. It was that it, huh? All right. And enough. that's the final episode. And that's this funny. is, and, and, and this is Frank McKiblitz signing off. <laughs> this is Frank McCoblitz signing in. <laughs> This is Dylan McCoffinheffer saying goodnight and goodbye from the podcast Catching with T.J. Miller. Dylan McCoffinheffer. My mother's name was McCoffin, and she married a female cow. Anyway, call me McCoffinheffer. All I'm saying is that you can get some excitement at either. If you jump into the uh, KW pool at SeaWorld, you can, it's more... 
I mean, you're going to survive a little longer, and it's going to be exciting because you jump in in Alaska. I mean, my thing is to swim with the whales. I don't want to just slip them. salmon in the tuna I want to reach out boat. and touch someone. I want to reach out and touch someone. Mm. I want to touch a whale. I want to, you know, nestle up against a blowhole if I can't. And I feel like the Alaska thing Why is that sound gross. I want to get. I want to get my hand in that blowhole. I want to. I want to stick my hand in a blowhole if I can. That's my objective. Is not just to see the whale. That's really wanna, objectifying the. whale. I want to fuck the whale. No, no, I do. No. I'm just Come coming on. out and saying it. You don't though. Would you? Would, no, I can't even talk about. I, I what? In the history of man, We're at least one man must have put well his penis in a blowhole, huh? Do you think in the history, statistics? We've talked about this. Everyone's done everything once. I mean, <laughs> everything that we've discussed. Nobody's someone has had actually, their ringer. Someone has actually snuck into someone's in house blow. just looking for nerds. I bet that's happened. Everything. There's too many people. Never Do you know happened. how many people there's been in the history of the world? I think there's been, it was something like 900 billion people or something in the history of the world. It's a lot. So you Everything's think happened. One of those. Absolutely. One people have spanked off in a blowhole. Put his penis into a blowhole. Absolutely. I don't think the whale was alive. But what do you think Ahab was after? <laughs> What do you think Ahab was going for? Huh? What do you think the Moby Dick thing was all about? You think he just wanted to kill that whale? He wanted to fuck that whale. Jesus. In its blowhole. Uh, that's where we should end I that can't episode. Right that. there, right there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the ending. Triple banger lightning round. Uh, question three. Kinko's. Great place to make copies, or what kind of shady shit is going on in back? I love you. We've done this. No, we haven't. This is the lost episode. Okay. So I wanted to see. I mean, I It's the think... lost episode, trust me, and I think it's worth discussing. What's going on back there at Kinko's? They've I think got just, whales back there? I, I've said this. I think they go back there, and they just go, oh, you guys. Because they have everything oh, they need. Our, we're about to be completely replaced by the Xerox machines up front. I mean, there are only a certain amount of things left that we can do that machines can't. I think it's always a panic meeting. They got tape back there. They have copy machines. They could be making fake IDs back there. They could be moving product. There could be weedlets. <sighs> Or, or you wish, man. Weedsicles back there. Weedsicles are, you know, I, you know, not popsicles, but weedsicles. There could be whales. Well, they could be sucking on weedsicles. They could, could be, be putting weedsicles in blowholes and getting these whales high. I don't know. There might be sparklers back. I don't know what's back there, but look, they have the capabilities to do a lot of illegal shit at the back of Kinkos. And I say we put out a sting operation after we go through a drive-through window six times mm-hmm. and make fun of the drive-through people. Then we go to Kinko's. We go back into the back of the office area and see what the hell's going on back there. It's more than just sniffing glue. And how long in the Kinko's? Kinko's the I, I like telling somebody in the Kinko's going, yeah, that's not what your mom said. And then wait for them to go in the back, then come back out and go, last night. <laughs> how long have you been in back? What have you been doing back there? Huh? Did you ever have a fake ID? I had a fake ID in college. I was just going to ask and you. I, yeah. yeah, I had one. Um, okay, so one day they were making fake IDs in our dorm. And we had two choices. Your name could be Greg Dennis or Dennis no Greg. Yeah, no, that's not true. And I went to a pretty small school with a, I mean. Yeah, I got these from the Greg brothers, Dennis and Greg. And I wasn't doing it for the drink. I didn't really, it wasn't about going to bars for me. I just thought it'd be fun to have an alias because I was doing a lot of sneak-ins. And I right. thought this would be good to have to be a separate identity. So I, I chose Greg Dennis. And that ID was awesome. I mean, I rented a car with it. I mean, I, mean I, I, it was, I had an ID that worked was for so, years. It never got taken, I don't think. It was a New Jersey ID. 
and somebody at uh, at school made it, like in college, and I just it was unbelievable. It's I mean, so fun. It, it might have been in high school, but I could buy beer when I was like sixteen or seventeen. It's pretty great. Mm, yeah, yeah. So my picture and everything it had a hologram. Yeah, mine. Mine was my. What? what what's? Uh, what state was yours? Mine was Montana, New Jersey. Mm. Montana's a good one. I had a Montana one, and then I had an international driver's license for a while mm. that I bought in the Lower East Side of New York, and uh, that was a that was a good one. I actually used that a lot of places. I had a fake passport when I was drug running. Uh, I would. I actually had a fake passport and birth certificate. And I'm not American. So, oh, I shouldn't no. have... Re- that we'll would not be a thing to reveal part. on this yeah, one. We'll cut yeah. that no, part leave on. it on. I think it's time to leave it in. <laughs> hey, mister, I think we need to talk about where, where were you. When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? I was in the Big Apple. The large apple. The city that rarely sleeps. The giant... See a music play fruit, on Broad Street. The giant fruit type mm-hmm. substance. Yeah. If you can make it there, you can make it some other places as well. <laughs> uh, I love it up there. I love New York City. You're there a lot. Yeah, I wish I would just live there. Really? I'd love to live in New York, yeah. That'd be hard. It'd be hard for our podcast. It would you know, but by yeah. that time we would have an ISDN. Mm, yeah. I by then I'd probably know what that means. I don't know what it means now. <laughs> It's one of the things that you hear people say. I suspect it's something we could read each other's thoughts online or something. Well, it it would just be a hard line where we would, you know, at the same time be talking it over. Okay, okay. Eventually, it's just going to be like a whole wall of, like Skype's just going to be a whole wall where you can talk to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't be that hard. And I think the podcast by that time would transition into a live webcast. Mm, Yeah. We're both kind of hanging out. And then, like, like, um, People could be. Could but would be anybody want to see me? Would anybody even want to see us? That's what I'm wondering about. Because we're not. We're kind of. We look like shit. We often look bad. We're often. I'm covered in honey. Yeah, I drenched often. myself in yeah. honey. Yeah, again. I'm in my Fourth of July outfit. Yeah, I'm from covered. Last week, I got a goddamn pair of blue shorts, a white button-down shirt, a red sweater vest. I'm covered. I look like I'm, a bombsicle. You do. You look like a bombsicle, and I'm covered with sticky nerds. So I'm afraid you're going to discover that. You're a nerd that. stickler. And you're going to, I'm afraid I'm over here burning birds and swallowing sparklers for Christ's sake. (laughs) This Uh, is Tabitha. Oops. K107 News. I want to tell you about my uh, worst experience in my life in comedy. I was on a cruise. Oh my God. I think I told you a little bit about this, but it was, it was, uh, it was a a bit of devastation. Uh, I was on a cruise. Um, The people that were on the cruise had been on there for 37 days. They were mainly from uh, Australia and New Zealand. Their average age was 79 years old. And they had seen a lot of entertainment over the 37 days. It was the worst part of the voyage. It was between Hawaii and uh, Vancouver. So there was no stops for six days. You came in the middle? I performed the first night. Wow. After, after, so they'd been on for 37 days, but the first night of a six-day crossing. So now, now I'm going to be stuck on the ship after my set. And my show was questionable at best. Oh, no. uh, and so I had to endure six days of people coming up to me and going, oh, mate, that looked... It looked kind of rough. I mean, that, yeah, is, that, that is a hell. That's days, a type of human hell. Six health. days of people going, oh, I, 
I wouldn't want to trade places with you. Jesus what? Christ. Really? You're 300 pounds, you're, and you're paying to be on this shitty voyage. What do you mean you don't want to trade places with me? I'd, if I were you, I'd trade places with me. I enjoyed 45 minutes of your <laughs> shitty crowd. You're a horrible crowd. You should kill your, throw yourself overboard. See that whale? Go fuck that whale. Let's get out of my face. I started to get more and more upset. I, started, I, was, I was stuck in my room. You don't have any friends. Everyone there is vacationing I mean, this together. Is just, this is it's a nightmare. It's horrible. For those of you, you know who are listening, to, you don't you understand the how isolation awful this of is. it. Is so is so ta- is so hard. Look, the thing we love about doing stand up is we don't have to see people uh, year you know day after day and have them uh, talk about the show. And by the way, the show actually, in fairness, it didn't go that badly. A lot of people would come up and go, "I love the show." I don't know why everyone else around me hated it. Yeah, which is you know, but every compliment weird, right? was laced with like a mean <laughs> comment. Christ. Every com- every every compliment was laced with something mean-spirited and i got more and more upset i started like so first for a couple of days i didn't leave my room i didn't want to see anybody and then you get really you know yeah. uh, uh, very introverted and you're just you're eating alone every night you're you, the internet doesn't work you can't call anybody you're completely isolated from the world with these people they're just ripping on you um every day and so finally i just got upset and finally i just was like no i'm gonna I've got to come up with a comeback because these people, although they don't think they're insulting me, I have to come up. Believe how awful that would be. I have to come up with a comeback. I cannot be pounded again. So I know on the last day, finally, I decided I'm going to give it back to somebody. The next time someone says something, sort of a backhanded compliment, I don't know how you survived on stage or that was a tough crowd. Now part of it's my fault. I have my shtick is a little bit of ripping on the crowd and how bad they are, and that was part of my shtick. And on this voyage, it happened to have been true, and that's part of the problem. But um. In fairness, but it didn't. It wasn't great. I mean, they, these are older clientele, and this is the other thing they'll say. They'll come up and go, you know, it was really funny. The magician, no, the magician Jesus bought his jokes Christ. at a store. He bought his act. Look, magic takes a lot of uh, practice, but in terms of skill, I mean, like the problem with a comedian on a ship. Let me just say this before I tell you what I did. Um, I swam home, but I rode a killer whale home. In my pop suit or whatever it was I called it earlier in the show. <laughs> Let me just tell you the problem. Everything on a cruise is people not doing original stuff. There's nothing against them, but it's people doing music reviews of, of music that's already been written. Magicians who often have learned their tricks and practiced really hard, and I have utmost respect for that. But you, you learn it. Um, and, you know, everyone has their thing that they do that's already been seen before. You know, they have a review of Grease or whatever else, right? They've heard yeah. every song they've heard before. And then a stand-up goes up and actually does original material. And I think the degree of difficulty is a little higher. And I don't think they know that. Uh, a 79-year-old person that the night before saw yeah. someone do a review of every of their favorite Barry Manilow song. I'm just saying <laughs> they, they don't understand that we're actually up there actually trying to figure out from our act what could work, Right. And so when they say that stuff, it's insulting. And so eventually I just was like, the next put down, I'm going to have to come up with something. So here's what I came up with. And I think you should use it. How long did it take it. until when you left your room for someone to put you down? About two minutes. About two minutes. <laughs> I was curious. I was a sitting duck. Every time I walk around this ship, someone would say something vicious to me. I was about to cry the entire voyage. I was like a walking, I was a walking defense Jesus mechanism. Christ. I turned into it. I started to talk to myself. One night it got so bad, I went into my room. Oh, my God. I had like six people say mean things to me. And it's very hurtful. Like you're, <laughs> you're so terrible. 
I, I've developed a very thick it's skin. It's horrible. No, it's I've a terrible sort of hell. Yeah, you develop a thick skin on stage, right? I don't feel it at all. If I'm having a set, I don't yeah, like yeah. on stage. You develop that strength. You're not going to, nothing yeah, can yeah. affect you on stage. But you don't expect six days later to hear about what a fucking <laughs> asshole you were six days earlier. And they don't understand the degree of difficulty. It's only one, it's only one, one performance, performance, right? performance, and it actually was okay, like considering how hard they were. Um, I didn't think it was even, I mean, I heard that the previous comic did horribly. They ripped on him. So I, that was the other thing I wanted to go, look, don't you understand? It's you. It's not us. You hated the last six comics. So anyway, I'm, I'm just, it, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm becoming this defense. I, one night I walked in my room, six people put me down that day and I walked in my room. I just had a laughing attack. Cause I was like, I'm, I started talking to myself. Uh, I went, I, t- I turned the lights off, went into the shower, relaxed. That was the highlight of my trip, uh, a shower in the dark. Anyway, I left the room. I came up with something. I'm like, next time someone gets me, I'm going to pound them right in a nice, perfect way. And here's what I came up with. And you can use this when someone says something mean to you. And it's the perfect new put down. It's a practical living in the modern age, basically. Yeah, it's a practical living in the modern age. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you practical living in, in the, the modern, modern age. age. You can, you know, I know the last you part. Can make this, you can make this into your own. But what you want to do is when people say something mean to you, you say... Are you purposefully trying to hurt my feelings or do you just lack tact? And that kind of shuts people down. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. It's kind of like, I'm confused. What were your intentions here? Either of them are bad. They're going to be kind of not like that you said either, whatever they choose. And so I threw that around the final 24 hours, and that was my shield. It went pretty well. It went pretty damn well. I felt good. By the end of that voyage, I was hoping people would come over. Oh, you want a piece of this? And then they, I think they sensed it. What do people act like? What do people say? They'd be like, oh, no, I I thought you were funny. And I'd say, well, then you need to think about what you say. I guess you lack tact. Wow! Because they'd often... Because they often don't know, and that's part of I They're lucky you didn't go crazy and shoot everybody on the boat. Well, I did. That was part of the trip, but I, I didn't even mention that part. <laughs> that was day three. Yeah, that's uh, something you know talking to the lawyers about. But I mean, I think even the people listening right now can't totally understand just how painful it is. How painful it would be to bomb? You didn't even bomb, but just living like, with the people you bombed in front of, having a, yeah, yeah, just living on a a, a vessel that you can't. Uh, you know, dog. It was a hostage situation. Of, yeah. I, I felt like a hostage. Yeah. I really did. You can't disembark this voyage yeah. that is everyone who thinks that you're not super funny. Yeah, it was devastating. And, and none of them were people you would want to hang out no, with. No, they weren't people. And that's what you had to remind yourself. I, and actually, you had to like journal because you had no one to talk to about it. You had no one to talk to. <laughs> yeah, because you had no reception. Who's going to console you? couldn't call April gonna or anybody. Call, who's going to console you? You actually have to console yourself. So you had to journal and write down, I would never want these people uh, in my crowd anyway. You know, these aren't, this isn't my core group. <laughs> oh, you didn't see you. You know, like you're writing an angry like things, teenager. You're writing these things to yourself to make yourself feel better. You're like, this isn't like the, you know, if you if you killed in front of a bunch of seventy nine year olds from New Zealand, what would that say about how you're going to do in front of a crowd of of your peers? Like you had to write yourself these things. But it doesn't change the fact these people are just ripping on you. Before I came up, I'm going to tell you the whole story. Actually, before I came up, one night I decided to go out. This is before I came up with the put down. This was the last straw. <laughs> Before I came up with the put down, I'm like, I'm not leaving my, my room. I love time. Cash is like, this is the last straw. I am coming up with a put down. This isn't even, <laughs> this isn't even like, this is a moment. I, I just don't even believe I'm revealing this whole no, experience no, to 12 no. people. 
because it's so embarrassing. But so I went, but just do you know how painful it's so it was. amazing that so I decided, funny. you know what, you need you've been in your room for two days, you need to get out and play this trivia game that people seem to be enjoying. You play in a team, you, it's going to be okay, people forgotten about you. Get out there, wear a disguise, whatever you have to do, play this trivia game. Did so you I wear a disguise? <laughs> so I put on my mustache, put and on I my outside. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I, I went out to the trivia game. I was six other people. Right when I sat down, I signed up for the trivia game. This guy next to me goes, you were the comedian the other night, weren't you, mate? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're really struggling up there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, okay, so I didn't have a good put down yet, right? Oh, so go, no. So, so this is the worst thing. I go, no, I, I, think, I think you guys were struggling. I had a great time. And, and that didn't work at all. And this girl... Like around the circle, this girl on the other side of the circle, she's like, she's like, no, you, you didn't look like you were having a good time. <laughs> so now they're ganging up on me, my own team. I have to play trivia with them. I have to play <laughs> trivia game with these people who have ripped on me. And the entire game, I have to like think of how to get them back. So now periodically during the game, I have to go around the circle oh my and God, like, ask terrible. what they do for a living and try to rip on them a little bit. <laughs> Um, like the guy accountant was an accountant, the guy that originally ripped me. He was like, what, what, so what do you do for a living? I'm I, an accountant. Oh, yeah, yeah, why don't you show that fucking number machine up your ass? No, I, I, I tried to like rip on him. I'm like, oh, see, what are you? And this is during the, I had to make it like, try to make it seamless. But I'm like, I'm going to get these fuckers back. The whole <laughs> trivia game, I was about to cry. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking get these fuckers back. And so the whole trivia game, so we get around to that. So I'm like, so what do you do? Uh, and he's like, I'm an accountant. I'm like, yeah, is that kind of a... That's something you like dreamed of doing your whole life. Oh, is that like the, uh, yeah, I did. I did. I was like, I was like, is that like a dream of yours? And he's like, no, what do you mean? I'm like, did you chase your dreams? I bet that's a tough job. And like, it didn't even like, it didn't even make sense. Like it wasn't funny. It wasn't even, you know, it was, like, it was just mean. It was just being mean. I basically went around the room, but it was mean to people. I'm like the, the girl that ripped on me that jumped in and goes, no, you look like you weren't enjoying it. So I started ripping on her about her trivia. I was like, you don't really, I don't know if you should even be in this game. I don't think you're really that smart, really. I, I was just like lashing out. It was so horrible. Oh, my God. It was so horrible. So, so I want to move it along to a central question because this brings us to something I want to talk to you about. Essentially, this is Essential Questions of Human Nature. Yeah, I've I felt like I had just been through a living a living hell after the cruise, and what's weird is the cruise is supposed to be almost like a paid vacation, but I went alone, and I needed. And I just wanted to talk to you about this. My friend, yeah. a lot of my friends are going on these retreats, you know, and they're and they're always. I have a friend that's always like, I need to decompress. I'm like, what yeah. are you? you you work at Bed Bath and Beyond. Like you're not, you're not, you don't. You, you have a very relaxing life. Like, where's the? You, why are you always decompressing? Maybe you should compress. Maybe some people should compress more. I feel like some people have too relaxing a life. What do you think? You don't look like you're having a very good time up here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she jumped in and said that. I tried, and I go, I had a great like, time. What a I big old crowd was, I, think, I think the crowd was having a hard time. I don't think the crowd was, I think I was having a great time. That's what I did. I was like, totally defensive. <laughs> she goes, she goes. She goes, now, it doesn't look like you're having a good of a time. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, now begins the two-hour trivia game. Get to know your partners. 
The problem is, I have like yeah, yeah, four or five. What, what do you do? Oh, you're a maitre d' in a restaurant? Well, you, you can serve yourself your own dick, you asshole. <laughs> Just like the weirdest what, angry. What makes me so angry, though, is that they took- What do you do? You're a lawyer? You know what? You're, 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 you're a snake. <laughs> you have no morals. You know, that's what I came up with. So, did you dream of doing that your whole life? I bet that was a dream come true. Yeah. So you talk to somebody, they're like, actually, mate, I'm a professional uh, rugby player. And you're like, oh, did you dream of that your whole life? And you're like, yep. Ever since fact, I was a kid, yeah. Fact, rugby. You go, well, you're fucking ugly. You know that? You're an ugly person. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Of. That's why when I went back to my room, I'm like, you can't leave your room until you have a reasonable put down. Like, you can't be winging this anymore Jesus on the cruise. Christ. You can't be like, oh, no, I had a great time. Or, you know, no, I'm, you can't wing it any longer. And the, But here's the thing. If you've seen, you know, I have a few like four or five just sort of <laughs> self-deprecating lines about the crowd, you know, while yeah. I'm on stage. And I think they took those lines. The, the set didn't even go that badly. And but they took those lines so seriously, they thought it was OK to to joke with me about how bad the show went. You know? Well, yeah. And if I, mean, I say you know, something to a crowd like, you know, you guys are a weird crowd. Never, never be a crowd again. Call each other. Don't all come at once. Sometimes I'll say that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just sort of a funny. But I think they thought then they were genuinely a horrible crowd. It's and I was a bad. Con- or I, I mean, it just it, it was it was devastating. It's one of the most devastating. I mean, you can attest to this. When you first told me that story, I was crying, laughing. But yeah. it's the saddest. I thought about it for days afterwards. I told people about it. I mean, it's really a horrible. I, I, one of the only things I remember from Jay Leno's book is he talks about being on a cruise where if, if you bomb, uh, if you do well, you're everybody's friend, yeah. you're getting laid, yeah. it's the whole thing. And if you bomb, everybody hates you, no one wants to talk to you, you're like a leper. Yeah. Yeah. And then it happened to you. Well, for some reason, I bombed in just such a way that everyone wanted to talk to me about it. <laughs> right. It, it would have been better than, if it was no, worse than being a leper. It was the worst sort of Because it wasn't area. such a bad, it was a gray area where they're like, I got it, but no one else did. Like, a lot of people said that. And at a certain point, I wanted to go, look, if all of you that said that you got it, but no one else did, got together, you'd realize everyone got it. And actually, the show didn't go that badly. Like, it, the show actually did not go that badly. I got to be honest. When I walked off stage, Literally, I was like, actually, that went pretty well for a tough crowd. I got that crowd going. But everyone thought that everyone else around them hated it because that's how it made it seem. It was devastating. I did Literally, love- every person you talked to was like, I loved it. I don't see everybody else hated it. Yeah, You're no, like, seriously. Everyone loved it. You all loved it. You all think the other people hated it. Every single one of you believes that they're the only person that loved it. I wanted to make an announcement, you know, or something. That fucking cruise director, you should have gone up to him <laughs> tied him up. Those guys are, hey, this is Teddy, your cruise director. He's going to be shuffleboard on deck five at 5.45 p.m. Margaritas in the Spinnaker Lounge at 6.37. And it's time for karaoke in the sushi diet coke den. <laughs> you know who should do comedy? The Magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, too. You know who's funny? The Magician. Have you ever talked to The Magician about maybe sort of getting some of his jokes? Yeah. You know who's funny? The cruise director. Now, the cruise director has been on the cruise for 23 years. He's memorized every joke that's worked, that's come through for 23 years. He knows his clientele. It's fish in a barrel for him. He knows exactly what to say. It's a weird sort of thing. He knows. He's taken every joke. I mean, it's crazy how good. Of course, the cruise director knows what's going to to make that group laugh. And I've been on a cruise ship with Nick Vaderot. I went on and performed with them a little bit, but he was in the Second City cruise and it was going to cool places. 
<clears throat> so I got to hit you right on that one. And it is weird. You know, it's weird having different people come every week. I mean, in this instance, you're on there for six days where, you know, we, it was too, uh, the weather was too bad and we couldn't dock at one of the ports. Mm -hmm. And so they said, hey, can you guys do sort of impromptu shows? And we did a couple. The stuff that went over big was we made fun of the captain. We made fun of the cruise director. People mm. couldn't believe it. They couldn't get enough. And then we did actual comedy. Everybody was like, what time does, this, what time does the seafood buffet open? You know? <laughs> Uh, so do you think de do you think too many people are decompressing and going on retreats? I, I seriously like is our entire country on a retreat all yeah, the time now? They're it's all like, on it's cruises. Absolutely ridiculous. Everyone's decom I need to decompress. What do you you've just taken ten days off. What are you decompressing from? What, why are we so compressed well, that we I, need to decompress? I feel bad. Like, what is compressing us so much? <laughs> I mean, like we have uh, in the history of civilization we're working less than any other Come pressure. Yeah. Come decompression. No, Coming I, down on me. You know, I'm sort of in the middle of a decompression state myself. Well, no, you have a stressful situation, though. You work like, as far as I can tell, you work like 16 hours a day. Seriously, <laughs> you're a really hard worker. Sure, you yeah. really are. I, I've never seen. No, it is. So like sometimes it. when it's you know when I'm doing 16 hour work days or something, I can understand need you needing to decompress. But weeks. most people. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, in the history of civilization, we're not working as many hours as people like in the, you know, industrial age or something. Those are the people that needed to go. Where was the retreats for those people? The people in the industrial, the industrial revolution. revolution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people, where was their, well, they weren't going and having face wraps yeah, and like farmers, getting massages. Farmers are never like. Farmers are never like, ugh, you know, I'm just taking the next three days off. I don't yeah. care if everybody yeah. dies. Fuck all the, the, all the <laughs> Fuck the crop. Fuck the crop. I need to go decompress. The... Yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit if anyone has their corn and their rice. Sure, it's... all of my livestock will die and my family will I'm go decompress and make love to a whale. I mean, nobody's... I, why are we needing this? Yeah, about here? Jimmy, I caught him with his dick in a blowhole. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think there's an explanation for it. I think we're not good at, at handling our stress as much as people were in the day. And I think it's technology's fault. I think there's too much distraction. We don't learn how to uh, relax ourselves. And I think technology is the reason. Well, we create, I, think there's, uh, I we don't think it relaxes us to be looking There's at, a big value in America on being happy. No, but I, let me just make a point, though. I think our free relaxed. time is spent. Now, whereas free time might have, in the old days, been spent walking in the woods or actually going swimming or doing something a little more relaxing. I know I sound like an old man right now, but uh, maybe I should have made the speech on the cruise. But, you can't uh, make a speech anywhere. <laughs> make a speech on the cruise. But I'm just saying <laughs> that our decompression now, maybe people do need to go to these retreats because we're spending all our time on the computer when we're decompressing or doing on Twitter, on Facebook, on Vine – Doing all this stuff, we have so much going on all at once that, yeah. that maybe we need to decompress more than we used to because we're not handling our downtime <laughs> like we used to. That's just what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I do think I think technology does. I I, I went down and looked at the ocean this morning. Um, it was still there, and I yeah, it was still there, and I didn't have. Uh, you said, "Are you I just tactless?" I didn't have my phone, you? and I realized that. You know, if I had had my phone, I would have been looking on my phone. Exactly. Or we have to put our phone down for a day. It's not a good thing. It doesn't, we don't need to communicate as much as we're communicating. I know. And you rip on me for maybe not tweeting as much, but we have to put our phone down sometime. 
Yeah, but tweeting is a different thing. I think tweeting is like I enjoy it. You know, telling a joke to thousands and thousands. Oh, I think it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. I'm just saying that once it becomes a job, it's just another. No, that's true. So I think we need to. Everyone needs to decompress. Put the phones down, people. Step away from the phone and don't sail too close to the wind. No. I didn't think you were having a very good time up there at all. You really look like you were struggling. <laughs> I can't believe it. Let's move it along to maskers. We're going to have to finish this up. It's been so I fun. love it here. Like 85% of superheroes, this is Maskers. I'm so glad you came to my house and started stealing uh, well, nerds. So there's no, but there's nerds. no nerds here? There's no nerds here, so you're going to have to go elsewhere. There's some, right. There were some, like I said, that were stuck to my body, but I licked those and ate them uh, while we were doing the podcast. That nerd like This is a hot, is tasty, buttery. This is a hot, Kung buttery pod. pod. Or pod kit, as some like to call it. We we love the 12 and a half. Thank you for, for listening. It really means a lot to us. We this don't really have a lot does. in our lives. Things, yeah. You know what? Actually, I could check email out there. Or not email, but yeah, I could check uh, Twitter out there. The, the internet came through a tiny bit. Uh, on the cruise, and it, it, it was good to know there were some people out there that actually enjoy the show. Just twelve and a half of them. Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> we sure appreciate you listening. It means a lot to us. We love you guys. Please buy some shirts or we love uh, write you. a nice review of us. Someone named Skelfy wrote at Skelfy wrote, uh, "I was only a pair of legs connected by a groin before this podcast. Now I am the half of the twelve and a half." That's that so makes me sweet. feel good. Makes me feel That's so a good. sweet Thanks, treat, Skelfie. Daddy. That's a sweet, <laughs> sweet treat. Uh, Sean Comets at Sean Comets writes, uh, they should just make urine color toilet seats, right? I like that. Sean's always got some good ones. Sean's always got some good ones. What do you think? Urine colored toilet seats? I mean, I, I like mean, why that. Why not? Why not? Well, then because you can't see the urine and then you're going to sit on it. Is that the idea behind it? I do think I just totally ruined the idea. Because um, then people are like, there's no urine on here. And then they sit and piss. <laughs> Yeah. And plus, who wants it? I am watching you sort of cross it out. Yeah, just went, yeah, well, all right. Who wants a red toilet seat anyway? I usually have blood in my urine. I uh <laughs> something else we need to talk about at a later date. You know, if you have a sparkler, uh an eternal sparkler stuck in your body for over two months, you'll get some uh blood in your pee. Let me just tell you that's a practical living in the modern age, right? I'll there. put it this way. You're gonna want a red Oops. toilet. <laughs> You're going to want a red toilet. Folks, if you've been swallowing sprinklers <laughs> to the point of your blood-stained urine being the only thing you see, you're going to need a red toilet. <laughs> it's the craziest. <laughs> Ladies, if it's that time of the month and it's heavy flow, you're going to need a red toilet. Fellas, take a break. I should have opened with that on the ship. Folks, you ever pee and there's some... Uh, some blood on the pee? Oh, God. You need a red toilet seat. Hey, man. Hey, hey mate. You know I, what I'm talking about. Mate, I loved it. I thought it was great. But everyone around me hated you. They hated everything <laughs> you said. They hated the way you looked. Good God, man. Are you, One guy uh, said he was going to shit on you. This is a reenactment right here. Are you um, Are you being purposefully rude or are you just uh, lack tact? Oh, both, mate. I don't have any tact and I hate you. <laughs> I want you to know that you ruined my compadre's afternoon. <laughs> What time is the show? What time what? What time What time did you perform? Was it like a 7 o'clock show? Uh, it was at 7, yeah. Jesus Christ. 
Gosh. Yeah. Um, Sean Comets also writes. This is another good one. Sean Comets also writes at Sean Comets. He's very funny, by the way. We have so many funny listeners. Uh, we do. Jonas Polsky's always sending me funny stuff. Uh, my friend Steve Maison's always sending funny stuff. Sean Comets writes, is Earth one size fits all? Hmm. I don't know. Talk to the whales about that. I mean, I don't think so, because that's why we got to control population. Hmm. The universe is one size fits all. There is no bigger universe, but there are bigger planets. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ladies. Take it down a notch, fellas. Bring it up to the park. Astronomers, listen in. Other people, take a break. Lusty Springfield <laughs> at the Poker Wife writes, Living the dream, positive inspiration or annoying brag? That's an interesting one. I think yeah. rarely people, when they say, if you say, how are you doing? Say, living the dream. Living fuck the you. Dream. You know? Yeah, fuck what are you. What are you, uh, uh, an accountant? Yeah, exactly. Is that your dream? Is that your dream in whole life? To be a goddamn accountant playing trivia with a comic that ruined all of your friends' nights. Oh, yeah, I was enjoying myself. I love performing for a large group of 79-year-olds that feel like they own the boat, didn't pay for the show, and can leave at any time. You can feel the visceral (laughs) rage bubbling underneath of you. I like going on vacation alone. I prefer to eat alone 18 different meals during a voyage. You were count. Were you just counting the meals and the days until you were gone? It was devastating. I did lose some weight because uh, that's what stress will do to you. Yeah, was, and because yeah. uh, I wasn't really eating very well, I, I pretty much had a nervous breakdown. I really fell apart. Jesus I'm serious. Christ, I fell apart. Dude. It's kind of funny. I made a bunch of progress on my book. Uh, you know, well, that's good. Which the sneaking book's really coming along. If that that would be worth. But it. you can't sneak off a ship. That was the irony. Like there was the one place I needed to sneak off of. And uh, I couldn't get I off. Can't of it. Believe I couldn't you get can't out of there. You're but not e- Were you emailing anybody? I was emailing, but the email was so slow. It was like literally the yeah. the start of email. Yeah, you know, in the history of civilization. You, cl- you it, click compose mail. And you got to wait. A, like a you minute. couldn't. Basically, you could only return the most vital email on Earth and send it, and then get out of there. It was it was very costly too. So I didn't really gain. I lost a little weight, and I lost some hair. Um, and you lost back. some of your will to live. Lost some of my will to live. And uh, uh, let me let me just finish up with a couple more maskers at Good Nah. And this is like a, a series of ones. Apparently, we talked about some better names for the uh, vaginal region. The vaginal probably region probably because I called it the vaginal region. <clears throat> okay. A uh, couple couple names. This is from at Good Nah. A Goober Bucket McFlurry Pouch. Penis fly trap. Hold on. Goober bucket is disgusting. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cross these out. Goober bucket. What's the next McFlurry one? McFlurry pouch. I like it. I like that. I'm going to put a check next to it. Penis fly trap. I like I it. I mean, that's funny, but it sort of implies that it's, I don't know, it's a little derogatory. My personal favorite, road to Damascus. <laughs> road to Damascus. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I like the way it, it just feels right to me. Uh, land urchin. I don't. That's not for me. Why would a person? I don't know what. In what context? I don't know. Hey, man, I was with uh, Chrissy last night. Uh, You should have seen her land urchin. Yeah, I don't. What, dude? Get out of my car. What? What? No, the road to Damascus was better than I thought. And you know what they say? The journey is more important than the destination. That's what you'd say. The road to Damascus was laden. The last one is flurry pouches. (laughs) The last one is the sappy. Slippy clam trappy. That's too cute for me. That's really what is it? The snappy clappy. The sappy slippy 
clam trappy. That's no the good. Sappy, slippy. Hold on. I'm sorry, dude. The what? Sappy, slippy, clam trappy. That doesn't even that, that doesn't even come together in a person's mind in terms of the sounds of the but words. Do you know how hard it is the, to write these? What it is? This the, is the same guy that wrote "Road to Damascus." Hold on, hold on. The slappy, Let's give him some credit. Hold on. I mean, the are you just trying to be rude? Or are right you just now. naturally me, tactless? Are you? I'm gonna have to defend him both, by saying, mate. Are you hey, both. trying to be rude? Both, mate. Oh, right when you're up there, you look like you hated your life. It's underneath. It's right. You look like you'd rather be dead than be on that ship. My friends hated you, and I gotta say, I hated you. I fucking hated you. You're the worst. The snappy. It's underneath the sappy, slippy, clam, trappy. Mm -hmm. So sappy and trappy rhyme, but slippy and clam do not. Slippy isn't even a word. You would never say slippy. Why am I responsible for this one? Like, I'm not mad at you? you. I'm just Seems telling like this you're, guy. You're angry at me. I'm just saying, Godna, the sappy, slippy, clam trappy. It's too many syllables. But this is proof. By the time you finish is. saying sappy, slippy, clam trappy, the girl has already moved out of your house. This is the guy that thought of Road to Damascus. She moved Come in on, and let's moved give down. Him some credit. He thought of Road to we Damascus. We don't even know what Damascus is. We don't know if that's a fictional place. It doesn't matter. Place. It sounds so What awesome. if it's an Italian word that means viscous fluid? <laughs> that's disgusting. It doesn't matter what it means. He came up with that. And a pouch for, full of McFlurries better that, be refrigerated. That was funny, too. Okay, now I'm going to give you a couple. Other people wrote some. At Dustin Pierce thinks it should be called The Birth Luge. Jesus. I like it. Come That's on. a pretty good one. All right. Um, and then someone says, uh, I'm not sure who this was. Oh, Corey Atkinson's at Core Train writes, we could call the vagina, quote, the sweetest ladle. The legs are the natural handles. Ha! I just like saying, hey, sweetest- lady. Those legs are natural handles to the ladle that is your vagina. <laughs> oh, that's what I should have opened with. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, let's talk about different names for vaginas. Everyone from New Zealand, take a break. Australia, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming to my thank house. Thank you for having me. I wish I had made that last just, joke. No, it was. you've been very funny the whole show. I really love having you on the show. Thanks for having me on here. You know, I, I'm sorry that I broke into your home. I've yeah. been doing shows, shows How's the baseball son. podcast going? It's coming along. Uh, it's a lot of... It's like, a podcast for babies, right? It's, it's a podcast for babies. It's pretty <laughs> much just... Uh, Sushi and Diet Coke? And I like that. That's his best joke right now. Sushi Diet Coke. But I love Coke. that little guy. And we're, we're having fun with our... We have a lot of listeners. Uh, well, I love your second people, son, Win. Well, pretty much... My godson. People that need to sort of uh, unwind. Decompress. Decompress. They listen to the baby podcast. But this this is for heavyweights here. This is the one where we want to compress people. If you listen to this, this one, podcast is stressful. you're getting compressed. Because you could get your life ruined at any moment uh, by, mm-hmm. this, by listening to this episode. You never know. You if know. this is the one, if your number's up. Thanks for coming out. Uh, there's nerds in the upper pantry. <gasps> right? Dun, right, dun, next, dun, right next to the ladle. To do some burglar in. Yeah, right next to the ladle. Not the sweetest ladle. That's in my bedroom. Oh! You're not, you're not allowed. Hey, that's not what your mom said. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 